Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about The Rock. The Rock. Alcatraz. I was about Dwayne Johnson. No, I'm talking about Sean Connery's classic film, The Rock. By Dwayne Johnson. Was it that? Was it that good? Have you seen it? I actually, I thought it was a pretty good movie. You didn't I, like it? I, no, it's, it didn't do it for me. Uh, I like no. any kind of escape movie. I like Sean Connery. I like The Great Escape. Now that's a movie. It is. I, I like that a lot. You know, but, Have you seen Flight of the Phoenix? No, oh, I'm not. Okay. I played the game Phoenix. It's fun. You know. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we take a deep dive into the Amiga news of the week, Aaron? Allow me to. Get said news from the Gambletron 5000 here. We had a few items this week I thought we'd go over. So, the first thing we're going to talk about is a new game. Uh, this is a game uh, from a uh, fellow who made it in Amos named Colin uh, Velta, and it is called Block Off. And I actually watched a little bit of the video for this, and it looks Unfortunately, it's the, pretty the video good. Is... No, it's, it's solid. Oh, okay. It just okay. yeah, it looks like it's not going to work, and then wham, it works. Now, uh, full disclosure, this game requires an Amiga 1200, and you can oh, see why. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the opening screen, I'm guessing, was part of that reason. It's a, it's a uh, low-key puzzle game that is, uh, he says, is being worked on. It may receive updates. You never know. But still, hey, the price is right. So if you're looking for a new puzzle game. What is the price on this? Nothing. It's I like free. that. The it's price free, is right. free game. So uh, it should be good times. And uh, we've got it linked up, and thanks to our... Our buddies over at Indie Retro News for uh, spilling the beans on that one. And speaking of Indie Retro News, while we're talking about them, they have a funding campaign going on. They have opened up Patreon, and we love Indie Retro News. They provide us with a majority of our news, don't they, both? They do, every single week. And so if you are feeling uh, so inclined, you can bebop over there and drop these guys a buck or two. Uh, I believe the fellow that runs this also runs the... Uh, Amiga Facebook uh, page, the very popular one, and it's got a lot of interesting chat going on in there. Not always, not always happy chat, but it is certainly chat that goes on. <laughs> if you're looking to leave the friendly environs of the Amigos and our fans, <laughs> yes. and willing to dip your toe into nonstop uh, warfare, check out the Amiga Facebook discussion. Yeah, they, group. they they get it gets a little violent, and it's amazing the amount of conversation that goes on where people. That have vampires fight with people that hate the vampire, mm-hmm. they, and then so that that seems to be and uh, quite a quite a continual fight. They argue about the important things in life, the yeah. deep issues. You know, hey, if you've got the amount of money it takes to get a vampire, <laughs> I don't know why you're online anyway. You should be having caviar on your yacht. That's, That's right. the way I look at it. So let's talk about boat, and uh, you know, normally we don't handle a whole lot of news on apps, on applications, but hey, since we actually did a little gimmick on uh, directory opus. I thought I would link this up. It's a new user's manual in English, and it's uh, all about Directory Opus 5. Uh, Directory Opus, the very popular Amiga 
uh, utility. I think anyone that's ever done anything in, in Amiga <laughs> with files has probably used Directory Opus. It's it's the uh, premier uh, application for that sort of thing. And I probably will have to have a look at this manual because unfortunately, over the years, my uh, skills at uh, using Directory Opus have declined due to lack of remembering how the hell to use the damn thing. So <laughs> so anyway, if you're into Director Opus, go get this. The book, it was pretty reasonably priced. They've also got hardcover and ebook. That is at amiga.net.pl. Yeah, I've got it linked up on the Google Plus for your uh, for your convenience. Just a little shout out uh, for no good reason to our good buddies over at the Amiga Love Forum. I've been bebopping around here quite a bit here Feel recently. the love, Amiga Love. I've been, I've been uh, a stalker or behind the shadows, whatever you call it, non-posting bum. But I like to read what's going on here. And they've got a, uh, they got a good thing going here. And uh, the guy that runs Amiga Love is a, is a real nice cat. It gave me some nice stickers. And we love those guys. So if you're looking for some good, uh, some good conversation, uh, that's a good place to go. Um, now this one, boy, this one just—I just saw this today, and I love it. I love it. Uh, a, a fellow, uh, Blake Patterson, uh, got the idea to, and he got this idea from listening to a video from our good and dear friends, the Guru Meditation. And he has went and he has basically uh, taken some of the uh, art shots from No Man's Sky and rendered them on the Amiga One Thousand. Uh, I like the idea that the Amiga 1000 is showing these advanced graphics, despite the fact that it was uh, debuted in '85. <laughs> that this stuff debuted last year. Mm -hmm. It makes me happy. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Amiga is not playing No Man's Sky, but it is showing some nice clips, and he's got some nice art. It's very, you know, it's a uh, it's a testament to the Amiga that it can even render this stuff. And I believe he said he used the old ham. Hold modify graphics. Now let me ask you over. a question because I just don't I don't know. Is this real? Is this a real picture or is this a render? What do you mean, the Amiga or the actual picture? The the, the I'm talking about the Amiga and the the shelves and everything. It's hard like to that. say, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that's real. I think that's actually his office. Right. I mean, he's but got it, Ferris Bueller over there on the uh, the Ferris Bueller's car. Yeah, I just, these days the renders that you see coming out are so good. You just you, sometimes you just don't know. Yeah, it is crazy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, boy, that's a great looking office space. Too. Yeah, that's a real got picture. The retro by the way. You can see you can see the scan line whipping through the monitor there. So unless he is a real stud, thought <laughs> 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 of everything. That's yeah. the, these are actual pictures of his Amiga One Thousand. You know. To lament on my sadness, I so missed my Amiga 1000. It was a glorious little machine, and it uh, it made me very happy when I had it. And the fact that I sold it not once but twice makes, fills me with a certain sense of uh, patheticness. But hey, I needed the money back in the day. But it was a great system, and the fact that it's still going strong is is a testament to the way it was made. And I like the I like the idea that there's someone out there rendering modern images on it, mm -hmm. and of course the Guru guys sort of led him by the hand to get this stuff done with one of their videos. Those guys are also great. We were on, I was on Bill's uh, live stream, I believe it was two days ago, and it was very entertaining. He found a bunch of old tapes in his garage that were these tapes of this Amiga convention, and he played them, and they were they were, you could just sit back and laugh at the hairstyles and the goofy stuff they talked about. It was fun to see all these. This is. It's something about going back, and you could go on YouTube and watch some of this stuff where uh, you've got these guys that they were, they filmed this stuff in like 90 or 91 or 89, and they're full of optimism. 
and it's it, it's fun at the same time. It's painful to know that these guys are boned. Yeah, <laughs> you're all going out of the business. The Amiga is going to be around forever. It's yes. going to be the dominant computing platform yeah, it's, going forward. It's sort of a bummer in the yeah. boat, but it's still we had a good time. Of course, Bill's a, uh, an entertaining cat. Bill told me to tell you to get get busy and get. They want us to come up to New York uh, in the in the early summer to uh, hit one of their big meetings. All so right, I'll see what I can do. All right, is That's that it, it for the That's news the this news, week? Man. All right. There's our doing? there's our weekly awkward pause between sections. Man, we gotta have them. Um, we need the robot to come back. So, uh, Aaron, we don't have any feedback this week oh. uh, because we are recording ahead of time. Uh, you could give us feedback. What did you think of my last performance, but I thought you were stunning. Thank you. Thank Especially you. you were wearing the Versace as you came through the red carpet. I thought you were. Um, so we're gonna just jump right in, unless you want to talk about all the other stuff you brought is for the next episode, right? <laughs> See, you don't let them behind the curtain, boat. <laughs> My God. Are you serious? I don't let them you behind the curtain. You seriously think that people don't know we're recording this They don't know. Time? They have they no idea. They think this is live. They don't know. Okay. Who would know? Okay, so we, we won't talk about any stuff that might or might Never. not be there hanging is no, out on This the is the only here. episode we're shooting today. This might be the, the last episode of The Amigos. We might not ever talk about you that You start stuff. wailing on each other. Yeah. That's how we go out. You'd be in deep trouble, Boat. Well, I got a lot of pent-up anger. It's time to talk about the game of the week. The this game of the week. Amigos game of the week. You know, I'd like to think that I've got a lot of insight into this game. I'll tell you why. And it's not because I, 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 I want to hear this. It's not because I'm good at the game. Or that I know a lot about Alcatraz. But what I do know a lot about is prison, right? I go to prisons every couple days uh, with my job. Now, there's a, what's the difference between a prison and a jail? A jail is like your little county joint. Or, it's like a temporary you know, holding that's facility. That's right, right. And, or, you know, sometimes they can stay in there for a while. Then you've got your what we call in, in my area the in detention the center. The detention centers are no good. They're no good. And then, of course, you've got your federal pens, which is what Alcatraz was. And those are the tippity top of bad, bad times. Mm-hmm. Or as Dusty Rhodes would say, hard times. Hard <laughs> times, brother. So uh, I have a, a little insight on some of these various prisons. Plus, as you know, uh, last summer, me and the girlfriend and the boy toured a, 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 what was formerly a prison, uh, Moundsville Prison in Moundsville, West Virginia. And I got to hear all the horror stories and the uh, and got to walk through these these halls where all these uh, you know nasty felons were placed, and I even got to be in the cells they were in. And so, so I thought to myself, man, with armed with this knowledge, plus I visited the uh, Palace of Gold, which is unrelated, but I thought armed with this knowledge, I am ready to tackle Alcatraz. And then I watched, I turned on the thing, and I fired up Alcatraz, and I realized it had nothing to do with any of that stuff, <laughs> So, which we'll get into. So Alcatraz, the game, uh, came out in 92, uh, two big discs, published by Infograms. Now, we've, we've had a, uh, a cup of coffee with Infograms. I believe we did... Uh, ultimate pinball was didn't we take it? Didn't we have a play at that a while back? Mm-hmm. That was and the one that had the past, president, I future. I think so. Right? And that, and, and but these guys did have done a bunch of games. They did forty-five or so games on the Amiga. Some of the hit highlights were jocking. Uh, they did a ton of those Mickey Mouse educational games. Uh, North and South, which is another game we covered. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're most famous for acquiring Atari. Um, yes. You know, in in the early 2000s. For better or for worse. Yeah. Now they also on uh, the Amiga did SimCity, which I think you uh, had a go mm-hmm. at, and then Tetris as well. 
now this game is interesting. It's got two. It supports up to two players split screen, which is unusual. I would say that's one of the more unusual things about the game. Now, this game was developed by an outfit that I, I will say I love the name, 221B Software Developments. And that's a, that's a Sherlock that's Holmes a Sherlock, reference. That's Sherlock's address, mm-hmm. 221B Baker Street. Um, these guys didn't do a ton on the Amiga. They did Dalek Attack, which if you ever played that, it's a Doctor Who uh, game. It's god-awful. Is that what, the same thing as the Dalek? It's the same thing. It depends on how you say it. Mm. Uh, you know, to be, be completely honest with you, I, for I, years I, and years we always called them Daleks. Every, <laughs> I mean, that's what everyone I knew called them was Daleks. And so I have tried to, to uh, get it right. No, this, I, I'm sure that you're right. This is I, a lot I always like, call him Daleks. Who was the guy, the artist that I, we botched his oh, name for Ga- years? We here? always call him Geiger, Geiger but yeah. it's Geiger, yeah. We have never gotten his name right. I don't mean we as in me, but I mean all of the, of the United States <laughs> called this guy the wrong thing. They also did the Jetsons computer game. Really? The Jetsons. Have you played the Jetsons no. game? I might have to check that out. Were you I like the, the Jetsons? Jetsons. I do like the you're Jetsons. You're kidding me. Why am I not surprised uh, by that? So I, just to go into, because I, I, since they had a cool name, I had to look at 221B. And it was founded by a fellow named Dave Vault and, and Nick Kimberly and Jason Wilson. And these uh, these guys all, uh, these guys were all employed by another guy at some point, and they broke away. Uh, and they had, they had a ton of different guys from different studios coming together to make this thing. Oh, I didn't uh, realize these guys lived, were from Sheffield. Yes. So Sheffield, that's, well, that's where I used to live in England. No kidding. Yeah. What was it like I, over there? It's, it's really depressing. It's like the <laughs> Pittsburgh of England. Well, that's going to offend a bunch of people. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's an old steel town. Some that's, people like it. It's all shut up. I mean, maybe they're making a comeback. You know, I right? think they are. They're making a comeback. Uh, so hilariously, the first game that Two Twenty One B did was Hero Quest, but not for the Ami- not the Amiga version. It was at the board, like uh, an no, adaptation they, of yeah, the board game. They did it for Gremlin, and uh, they, but it ended up getting ported over to the Amiga. But they didn't do the port, which I thought that was funny. Um, so they they all signed to, to that when they first did Hero Quest they signed with Gremlin, and the, what they did was they, they signed with them. A week later they went and got their own offices up and running, and then they ran out of money. <laughs> oh wow! And so Gremlin was like, "Finish the game, and we'll see what we can do." And so they turned down a game called Space Crusade before they went with went ahead and did a Hero Quest. And Hero Quest was a pretty big pretty big uh, hit. Uh, so I thought that was kind of neat. Is that the game that you you sold a bunch of the things and made a ton of money? That was the board game, right? Which yes, I did I did do that, and it, I did sell a lot of the stuff and made and made some, and made some bucks off of it. Um, so, needless to say, they they didn't last a whole long time, uh, and they went ahead and you know they just went out of business. But still, they did a few games. Some of these you may have heard of. They did Hero Quest, like I said. They did Blues Brothers from the uh, C sixty four. Did you play one of the Blues Brothers? I played games? the Amiga Blues Brothers. How was it? It is not a fantastic game. <laughs> <laughs> they did Predator Two on the C sixty four. Of course, they did Alcatraz, they did Doctor Who Dalek Attack, they did the Jetsons. So, let's talk about what they produced here, Alcatraz. Now, we covered a game uh, a while back uh, where you, uh, I believe, it was called Hostages, mm-hmm. or was it just Hostage? I think it was Hostages. Hostages. Where you had to infiltrate and rescue hostages, and it was a very unusual game. And this game is sort of the uh, spiritual successor or sequel to that. It's very similar in 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 some ways, the way you move and some of the stuff you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 
So when I thought when I when we got this game to review, I can't. By the way, I should probably mention who uh, who is this brutal? Yeah, this, brutal this week's game is brought to us by Amigos Game Selection Committee member Brutal Barracuda. Yes, thank you, Brutal. Uh, when this was selected, I thought, okay, this is going to be one of these games where we escape from prison. No, it's exactly the opposite. You're actually breaking into the prison. So the plot of this game is that. Uh, uh, for whatever reason, how this would happen in America is baffling to me. But somehow, we let terrorists take over Alcatraz Island. And so, which was not, or not, shoot, not terrorists, drug dealers. And so, uh, these drug dealers are using Alcatraz as their base of their drug manufacturing and distribution. Can you imagine this happening? This, this, this sounds like, far-fetched is a word that comes to mind. You know, well, you know, come to think of it, now, this is a little tidbit of history, but there was a time, I believe it was in the late 60s, early 70s, where a bunch of Native Americans took over Alcatraz Island. You know mm-hmm, what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And they were, it was when there was a uh, wide uh, spread uprising of, of uh, sympathy for the Native Americans and granted, which they deserved. Well deserved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they took over the land and said, listen, we got screwed out of our land, we're taking this land. And eventually they got booted out of there. Mm-hmm. But so it's I guess it's possible that somebody could take over Alcatraz. Although to use it for as drug distribution would be a bad idea because <laughs> one of the reasons that Alcatraz shut down was because it was so hard to get junk in and out of there, mm-hmm. you know. You had to boat everything in. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm just now I'm just getting silly. But anyway, so your job and and possibly your second player is to uh, you play Navy SEALs. You've got to get into the Alcatraz Island, which they, they basically boat you out there. And the guy's names, by the way, are Bird and Fist. <laughs> it's great. I think I'd rather be Bird than Fist. I don't can, like. Can you tell this game came from a French developer? I mean, <laughs> Bird and Fist. And so you've got to get on the island. You've got to destroy all the drugs with your dynamite. Dynamite. Then you've got to uh, you've got to kill all anyone you come across. Then you've got to get to the roof. You've got to get in. Capture the head drug bad guy, Tardis, right? And then you basically take him prisoner, get him to a, you get him to the roof, and then a heli- and you have to get up on the roof, and a helicopter will come. Uh, well, you you put him on the roof, you escape. The helicopter picks you up, and then you fly back to the roof, pick him up, and leave. I think it's the way it goes. Mm, complicated. Yeah. Well, no, it's a, it's that's the way you got to do it because once you because he's up the, up there, so you right. got to go up and get him. Okay. Plus, he's a drug dealer, and they got to be a helicopter in there with some guns and crap. So, not the most difficult task, not easy. You know, that's why you bring in the seals. Seals are the best, of the best. And so, the game starts off with you uh, arriving at the island, and then you take off. Now, before we get to the game, I would be remiss if I don't mention the opening of this game. This game has a tremendous opening where it just shows a wide shot of Alcatraz Island and San Francisco in the background and the water. Mm-hmm. And it's got this music that's real tense, you know, intense music. And it is beautifully rendered. It's the best. And what did you think of that? I thought it was awesome. It might be the best part of the game. It was tremendous. And the way that they did it, you could tell someone must have just went off the island and just took some pictures mm-hmm. or sat there and mm-hmm. said, okay, here's what we're going to do. You've got cars going across bridges and lights in the city. Mm-hmm. It is just gorgeous. I mean, it really, talk about setting the mood. And if there's one thing this game's got, it's mood. It does a tremendous job of, of uh, making you feel like you really are uh, uh, 
uh, one of these urban commando Navy SEAL guys that are breaking into some kind of dark, dark area. Is that a Hulk Hogan movie? Urban Commando, I think it was. So, the first thing you, you'll notice is that the screen is split in half. You've got... Uh, You've got one guy's fist and the other guy's bird. <clears throat> I can't tell you which is which, I'll be honest with you. And if you're only playing one player, then the other guy just kind of does nothing and you take off. It's a real dumb thing. Yeah, and so, and so you take off. So you're going, the first thing you've got to do is infiltrate the island's defenses, right? And so you roll through. Now, uh, in this game, you will come across multi multiple weapons. You've got, the, uh, you've got several different types of guns. You've got a, uh, like a, uh, a flamethrower, my mm -hmm. personal favorite. And you've got a knife, right? My not personal favorite. <laughs> so, and you use the number buttons to p select which weapon you want. You've, plus, you've got ammo. And so, you roll through with your gun, and you're just basically anyone that comes up on you is blown away. This sort, first area is sort of like a, uh, uh, it's sort of like a, a beat 'em up, I guess, or or a, uh, I'm trying to think what I would equate it to that we've played. It's 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 not really like a beat 'em up. It's, boy. It's not as fast as say something like Contra. Mm -hmm. It's it's slower than that, and it's it's sort of and it, and what you could also do is hide in the shadows. Right. It, the only thing it's really like is like it's like hostages that they, you know the the scene the in hostages. The difference is hostages is less. Um, this is you've just got waves of guys. Coming. There's yeah. There's a lot more. And bad in guys hostages, you could like and much like hostages, you could hide in the shadows. But in this, it's almost pointless to hide in the shadows because there's so much stuff going on. I mean, if, uh, admittedly, if you're in the shadows and guys walk by, they'll just leave. Mm -hmm. But there's more coming. Yeah, right. You know, and like it, hiding in the shadows was more pertinent, was more important in hostages mm -hmm. than it is in this. Um, so you roll through. You your guy can jump, and it does like a, a somersault roll in the air, you know, like a front flip. You know, cool guy jump. Mm -hmm. He can duck down. You know. Uh, and if the guys get too close to you, you won't shoot. You'll actually start pummeling them, you know, with your two physicists, mm -hmm. your two good hands. Your melee attack, that's as right. it were. Well, yeah. And so, uh, by the way, that's what I was talking about. So, <coughs> once you get to a point where you can enter the building, and you'll see it. It's a big, wide, door, open doorway. Any other places you see doorways, you'll just duck into them. You don't actually go in. But there's one point where you go in. The game at that point shifts, Right. To a first-person perspective, all right. You are the guy. You're running down these halls. So you've got a, on the right-hand side or the left-hand side of the screen is a map, and it's uh, it works pretty well. Uh, I, I I thought it was okay, you know, especially for being two people at once. Mm -hmm. They do a pretty good job. Um, this is your basic. This ain't Doom. That's the best way to start. You're you're running. Through uh, one frame at a time, right. right? Running is not really the appropriate term. You're sort of stepping forward, and then the screen redraws itself. You know, step forward. It's a very slow. It's got slow controls thing. like Atari tank. Yeah, like Atari. <laughs> remember uh, uh, what was the original Atari? Uh, what the hell was that called? Combat. Combat. Thank mm. you. It, it you it, it, it you move like that tank. Mm -hmm. You move up, down, left, right, or you move left, right, and back with your joystick, and up, and you sort of moves you forward. Yeah. It's, 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 you understand if you play it. So, once you infiltrate the insides of the jail, you are going to try to find rooms where you need to plant the dynamite to blow up this, uh, to blow up the drugs, right? Mm -hmm. And then you'll also find a door out, right? And, and, and there will be guys coming at you, and you'll see them sneaking across, and they run sort of stupid, and then they'll start gunning <laughs> you down if they see you. And so, you can have a guy just gunning the hell out of your backside, and you're lumbering around like an idiot, 
before you finally slowly wheel around. Yeah. And, and, and something that's odd is that the, the gun, if you don't touch your joystick and you turn around, the gun just sort of aimed off to the side and it misses completely. So you have to sort of sweep with your joystick. You know what I'm talking about? It's not ideal. And he goes, blah, 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 blah. Mm. But, I mean, it is satisfying to gun these suckers down. Mm. I mean, I don't condone that, but it is. And the inside, I will say, having been in a couple prisons now, including Moundsville, the inside of this prison, I will say the rooms in here are actually bigger than the ones that were in Moundsville. So you're doing pretty good if, you, if these rooms weren't too bad. And the place is much less dirty. They had it made at Alcatraz. I'm going to go on the assumption that uh, the drug dealers went in here and cleaned it up. So made it presentable. I, you know, Moundsville is a dump. It's completely jacked up. So I'm thinking maybe we should move some of uh, the drug dealers that live down in Huntington up there. <laughs> give them a year. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Right. Clean them out of there. Then maybe they'll take care of make clean some of it up. Not hey, too bad a deal. You just bring a copy of Alcatraz under your arm to the state attorney general and say, listen, I've got a plan. I've got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're laughing. Drugs. But so once you go through this intersection, you're back out in that side scrolling gimmick. Okay. And, there, and you will go until you get to a point in the briefing at the beginning of the game. There's a briefing where they, this guy tells you he's got his stick. He points these various pl- points that he mm-hmm. wants you to do. And so he says that once you get to, like, the, I think it's one of the prison blocks, this is where you're going to ascend to the roof. All right? And at that point, your guy takes out his grappling hook, like pops it straight up, and you switch to another scene. And this other scene, I'll have to admit, is pretty cool. I just was not good enough to get past it. This is, where I, this is where the battle ended for old A. Is you're going up the side of this building. And off in the distance, to the left, is like this sky view of the bay. Yeah, it's a neat effect. And there's the sure. moon is up. And you're, and you're doing your best 60s Batman mm-hmm. to go up this building. And there are spotlights. This is very similar to the side part of the hostages game, where these spotlights trying to trying to hone in on you, mm. and you and you have to avoid them. Which I just I sucked at that. I could I just could not. I tried many many times. I could not get past these stupid spotlights. There's a way to it because I watched a guy beat the game and he zipped right up there. These guys that play these playthroughs, they are tremendous. I don't know how they do it. Maybe he had a cheat on. I don't know. So once you work your way up the building. Then it's time to go and find the guy. And at this point, you have to go in the building. You're back to that first-person view, and you're searching for the drug dealer. Okay? So you look all over for him. You're gunning down suckers, and you finally find this guy. And you take him hostage. You can take him up, and you, you take him up. All right? And tie him up. Then you've got to get down and go down into the courtyard of the uh, island, and there's a waiting helicopter. You've got to fight your way to it. Then the helicopter will pick you up, grab the guy, and then... Fly you out of there, and then and then you and you've beat and you've beat the game. You you have captured the guy. It's all very cool. The helicopter is real cool looking, and the uh, uh, the whole plot of it, it it has a very good vibe, like you said, like an escape movie in reverse. You know, uh, I'll, it's sort of like the back half of the TV show Prison Break, where they have to break Brack into the prison. I've never seen that show, oh. to be honest with you. So I'll take your word. I like Brack, the Brack show. I don't know if it's got everything to do with the Brack show. <laughs> hey, guys! guys. <laughs> so basically, you can break this game down into three different types of game. Right? You've got your side shoot 'em up. You've got your first person 3D, and you've got your climbing. Mm-hmm. Okay. The side running. Let's talk about that first. What did you think about the implementation of that part of the game? And did you enjoy it? 
Well, I, the way I approach this is I look at it versus hostages. Um, I think that they should have gone one way or the other 100%. They should have either made it a stealth sort of thing with a limited number of enemies, or that he should have just made it full-on Contra-style wave after wave of bad guys yeah. is attacking. Which it absolutely is not. Yeah, this yeah. is sort of a, a halfway compromise that really doesn't please anybody. Um, I felt like the you know the, the 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 jumping was sort of awkward and borderline unnecessary. I really felt 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 the need. Well, you had to jump over those landmines. Right. That's one thing you had to. There was one definite thing you had to jump over, and there was also some dogs that would come. Around. Yeah. I just felt like that was that was the weakest part of the game. Uh, but I feel like that was probably the easiest part of the game for them to program because they're like, let's just take what we did in hostages and tweak it a little bit. Uh, I was much more impressed with the first person sections. Uh, and maybe impressed is the wrong word, but I thought it felt. <laughs> I, I, I thought that it felt it fit the mood of the game better. You know, you're you're looking for these documents, you're gunning down people, sort of like in hostages when you're doing that. But this looks better than hostages. This is this is superior to that. Um, it kind of reminds me. Of, there's an NES game called Goonies Two. There was no Goonies one for the NES, but it was sort of. It had ironically, a, there was no Goonies two ever made. So yeah, yeah. But uh, it had a first person view that was similar to that. Um, the most graphically impressive part of the game is undoubtedly the the spotlight. You know that you actually control is the spotlight roof climb thing. But again, I felt like that was just sort of shoehorned in. Like let's let's put this extra mode in here. It reminded you know. me of something you'd see in a Cinemaware game. Yeah. They put those little scenes in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like eh, good enough. That's a know. great comparison. Yeah. Uh, on, on the whole, uh, I think this is a pretty weak game. Really? Um, mm-hmm. I I, uh, I I I liked Hostages a lot. And maybe that's colored my 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 feelings about this. Uh, I feel like you know if this is if this is if this is coming after hostages, I want more. I want not less. And this game offers you less than hostages did. Have you ever played Russian Attack? No. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a side running shoot 'em game. You know, you're a guy. You're shooting Russians or whoever whoever it is that's after you. This reminded me of like that on like uh, Ether. The, the opening side part where you kind of run it just real slow. Mm-hmm. And the problem with it, I don't mind that actually, but it's just that the bad guys swarm. It's one of these games where the bad guys swarm in and 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 they just surround you. And it's real irritating. I kept running out of bullets uh, often. Eventually I had to use the cheat to get anywhere. Uh, I would run out of bullets. And then at that point you're just gunning people and you run out of knives and everything. Uh, you have to be very careful with your inventory. This is one of those games which you don't have to, you don't actually keep an active inventory, but you have to pick up bolt, pick up weapons from other guys or whatever. Um, it, it just felt like I was getting swarmed too much. It was the it, and it, as slow as it is, the guys come right up on you, and it, it just seems like you're sort of slow. Mm-hmm. I thought it was it is cool how you sort of automatically switch to your your fists when the guys get within a certain you know distance of you. Well, it was uh, it was okay. I mean, you didn't have a choice, right? And your grenades were, I thought, were pretty much a worthless weapon because they throw a, a long ways, and mm-hmm. it's, you couldn't tell. You what can't was predict coming. when, yeah. On the flip side, the bad guys were real good with the grenades. They were blowing me up left <laughs> and right. Uh, the uh, bland mines that you were on the ground were easy to jump. That was mm-hmm. not a big deal. So the the opening part, I I would have liked it more with less guys, and maybe. Um, 
uh, something more interesting to do to the guys. I almost wish that you just didn't have guns and you were just using like martial arts. Yeah. I mean, of course, it wouldn't fit the game. But, I mean, this is a game where you get on the island as a Navy SEAL, and if you're a Navy SEAL, the last thing you want to do is have 400 million drug dealers swarming you, you know, because you're, you're, it's stealth time. Yeah, you know? and they're I, not supposed to know you're coming. And I thought, the first couple of times I played this, I thought, well, maybe I'm missing the stealth component, and that's why these guys are rushing me. But I could not figure out a way to not have a million guys on me. And I was trying to be shadowy and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I just couldn't do it. I like the concept of hiding in the shadows and just jumping out and knifing a dude and then you know going back in. But it, I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that aspect of it. Yeah. So that was a letdown. The first person part, it moved a lot like, like say, an eye of the beholder. Like I said, that one block at a time movement. You right. know, it was okay, and it was it was not the most difficult thing I've ever done. It was, but was it fun? Not really to mm-hmm. me. It was a uh, um, it was a means to an end. Let's get through this and get out the other side. Mm-hmm. The uh, rope again. I, I liked the concept. It looked good. I wasn't good at it, but it was fu- it looked cool. I watched a guy complete the game. I like I like the concept of the game more than I like the game itself. The uh, the at the ending of it when the helicopter comes down, it's cool looking, and it shows these like uh, sort of like these little blocks of videos of, of stuff going on in a newspaper article like you did it and it's got all this stuff that's cool the ending was cool it's like you meet with like the president or something it was mm-hmm. pretty slick you know I mean th- you could tell these guys were not hacks you know I played this on easy uh, you could play it on hard I can't imagine how hard that would be this seemed like it would have been a lot more fun with two people uh, and that's that's the one thing that that keeps me from um, you know totally being down on it because we didn't I didn't get a chance to play two players and maybe maybe it does make it more fun somehow. I actually tried this with two people. I had Luke play it with mm-hmm. me, but he had, <laughs> he was getting frustrated quickly yeah, because I don't the guys blame would just swarm up to him and pummel him. Right. And he didn't understand what was going on. Plus, he couldn't figure out why there was only one button there. Right. To use. Can we talk know. about the laziness of the on the part of the programmers to not program a true first person, uh, you know, one player version of this game where the screen expands and you know, and you don't have just a blank screen after your second player that has to be in the game dies. Well, it, it didn't bother me that much. That was something that was I more mean, common back in the Atari days. Well, you know? it's, it's I can understand that if this was a port of an arcade game and the arcade game did that, but I mean, that's just. It was, it, it, you know, yeah. But, I mean, I thought for, I will say this, for a game where you effectively have half a screen to work with, one thing this game does very well is the mood. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned earlier, it's dark, it's shadowy. They use a lot of blacks and grays and whites, you know, and it works. I like that. I like the roof ascent. I like the helicopter part. I, even inside the building, I like that. The, the lighting, it makes you feel like you're in an old prison or yeah. something. I think this was sort of a missed opportunity. I, again, the stealth aspect of it, if it worked better, I would enjoy it more. I mean, you can you can hide, and then as a guy walks past, you jump out from behind him. But then at that point, there's no reason to shoot him. He just walks off. Yeah. So you don't have the you don't need to do that. There's no there's nothing that tells you, hey, you're you can be seen or you can't be seen. You just hide in the shadows until they go by. It's it takes away the stealth. You know, like a like a Metal Gear or something mm-hmm. where you, where stealth plays a big part. It, this is sort of like a, I don't want to say it's tacked on, but I just don't think it was fulfilled in a way that made it fun. Right. 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 That makes sense. That makes all the sense in the world. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I played it a bunch of times, and I, I tried to get better at the opening part especially because that was sort of the key part. The internal part, I mean, there's not much game there. 
that's that's another problem. Like I said, it's there's not enough there. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to have seen it. And again, not, having not played on hard because I had no chance. Maybe they add some aspects of it there, but to me that that part was sort of, you know, eh. I mean, I, it looks okay. I will say that. I mean, I, I think it's. Could you make a game out of just this? No, no. You know, that's the thing. And so, and much like a lot of these games we play, where they they have mini games, you live or die by how good the little mini games are. And this one, the mini games just aren't quite good enough for me to think that something I want to go back and, and play again. Right. Uh, so there's that. Um, this came out on a couple other systems. Like I said, it was it was ported. Uh, it came over, and it, but it was also available on the Atari ST, and it was on, and they had a, a version for DOS, which I thought was uh, interesting. And of course, again, this runs on the ECSOCS. So, I mean, nothing special about it, you know. It's and it looks good, and it is an attractive game. These guys were definitely talented. Uh, it's just that uh, I would have liked to have seen a little more. You know, really, if you took this game and added it to Hostages. You know, and had missions using this engine or something. That would be great. Then you got something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then you've got something. But these two games, I like. I, I know you liked Hostages more than I did. I thought it was okay. And again, that was another game I liked the concept more than the execution. Mm-hmm. If you've got these two games, you tweak them, you add them together, you do like a mission-based thing, and you know, using these engines, you might have something there. That might be fun. And again, with two people, this might be more fun. But I can't imagine it being that much more fun because of the problems that have are fundamental to the game. It's got nothing to do with whether you have one or two people. The grenades aren't going to be close enough. They're still going to be slow. The controls are still going to be weird. And, and it, I don't see how it's going to be making much of a difference. Um, this did okay on, on uh, in terms of uh, popularity. The people over at Lemon uh, gave it a 7.02, which they're pretty stringent over there. Amiga Action gave it an 81. Amiga Computing gave it an 81. Amiga Format gave it a 76. Uh, and Amiga Joker, you know how tough they are, 78. Wow. So you're talking uh, upper C's. Yeah, I would say upper C. I think that that's... Yeah. that's I think yeah. that's, a, you know, or C, C plus. Uh, so I, I could I could be down with that. Now, I had a chance to look this up on eBay, see how it was doing. Uh, you can get this game uh, not in America. I will say that. I didn't find a single copy here, so I'm guessing it did not get a American release. But it could have, but I didn't see one. Uh, if you're in Greece... You can get a box copy for thirty-five bucks. If you're in the UK, there's a cornucopia of these. I saw them anywhere from twenty-one to thirty-three bucks, and in Germany, I saw a couple copies going between eighteen and forty bucks. In Italy, twelve dollars hmm. to get you a box copy. So overall, um, given the time frame that the game was released and the originality of the game in terms of the plot and stuff, I mean, I thought it was an interesting game. Uh, that just it didn't quite do it for me. Maybe if I was a little bit better at it, I might have enjoyed it more. But I just think it had a few too many built-in flaws that hampered it. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, well, Aaron, uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, wrap up this show by thanking all of the people that are currently hanging out in the chat with us first. Uh, people like John Marshall, uh, Trey Guard, Dan Ross, Pixels at Dawn, Paul Harrington, Laurent Giroux, Leif Kelland, uh, thanks, guys, very much for hanging out with us in the chat. We record most weeks uh, on Friday nights at 5.30 Eastern 
although next week's show will be taped in advance. Uh, so, um, but starting in April, we're going to get back on the uh, tape and live at 5.30 Eastern on Friday nights. Um, and uh, I'd like to invite you all to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. If you support the show, you get access to a whole bevy of greatness, starting with uh, our Discord server where the retro gaming and Amiga talk don't stop 24-7. We've got a huge crowd on there that love to talk. And uh, we've also got uh, Amiga shirts at amigatees.com slash stores. Nope. Let's try that again. tpublic.com slash store slash Amiga Tees. Um, make sure you check out everythingamiga.com for all of our long-form articles over there. And it's time to thank our awesome Patreon supporters. So, uh, this week there is no song. We're going old school. I'm just going to name them. You ready? I'm ready, man. Let's see. Let's see. It's going to be hard for you just to say that I know. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try my hardest. Dan Ross, Leif Keeland, Alan Kebab, Donald Tyler, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Peron, oh. Ricky DeRocher, Creepy Dead Boy, Figgy CTZ, The Slow Norris, Stefan Sorgard Mortensen, Edvin Helland, Blendo75, Christopher Hassel, they call him Hasifa. Ravi Abbott, the man, Chris Fultz, Dreamcatcher, Laurent Giroux, Graham Vebke, Brent Dowdy, Lane Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, what? Gary Hucker, what was that? C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Anthony Jarvis, Tapes from the Cribs, Josh Nan, Will Williams, Adam Bat Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT. Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy Huberstad, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, thank you for selecting this week's game, Darren Coles, Jason Warns, Pixels at Dawn, and... Kjordborn Barman! Excellent. Thank so, you. Thank you so much for supporting Amigos. Hey, look what's next week. <laughs> Don't pay attention to that. You should not ever read my Never notes. Never look behind the notes. Uh, next week, Aaron, we are going to do our Arcade Spectacular Volume 674. Yes. Uh, we're going to be talking about Escape from the Planet of the Robot Monsters and Shadow Warriors. Ooh. Should be a good show. We'll see you guys later. Until then, adios. adios.